0: It's the only time my levels are normal (laughs) and Good, sound good. Can can we insert a little bit of your counting again? Okay. Just for the prep, just so we can hear it on record.
1: I'll just count to five. Okay, great. That is counting in (laughs) Navajo. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay,
0: so I want to start with taking a moment to set a personal intention for myself and for the space and I'll invite you to do it after it's optional for the next 45 minutes my intention for myself is taking myself a little less seriously and with my own caveat to that that doesn't mean um less seriously with like the material or in that way it's just less seriously with my own judgments toward myself and holding that a little nicer My second intention is taking up space and as always reminding myself to practice and being present with um, my guest and seeing their goodness.
1: Do you want to take a minute to the intention or? Sure. Okay. Um, I think my intention would just be being present and one thing I like to remind myself to be is kind gentle and patient and I like the last line of especially with yourself or myself and so I'll just um keep it at that thank you welcome to the podcast
0: coming forward coming forward is an anonymous podcast for victims of abuse to safely come forward and tell their stories in a supportive setting inspired by the support group asca which stands for adult survivors of child abuse coming forward will serve as a safe and judgment-free space for the most intimate conversations so that we can all speak our truth and feel a little less alone The goal of the podcast is to normalize and desensitize some of these difficult topics in hopes to push the needle on our national conversation about sexual, emotional, and physical abuse as it relates to the legal system. It is important to note that this podcast in no way serves to replace any form of therapy. Participants have the option to be anonymous or state their name and respect reasons for doing whichever option they feel the most safe and comfortable with. Lastly, this podcast may contain explicit descriptions of Sexual, physical, or emotional abuse that may be disturbing to listeners. Listening discretion is advised. Today's topic: How are we framing this? An In indigenous, what what would be the wording? Trauma within an indigenous survivor. Person.
1: Yeah, survivor or, or dinner, because I think. There's a lot of indigenous people. So I think like I'm just gonna be speaking on like what tribe I come from. Okay. And like even with that, it's more specific. Okay.
0: Like, That's so, helpful. That is today's topic. Yeah. There won't be a specific reading for this topic as it's not ASCA specific, but anything referenced will always be posted within the episode notes. We will have a ten to fifteen minute presenter followed by optional feedback and an informal conversation around the Topic followed by um, an interview to our presenter. Thank you for being here. We will pause for a moment of silence to gather our thoughts, and feel free to start when you're ready.
1: Uh, yeah, um thank you for having me. I uh, it's very different because I'm choosing today to stay anonymous and. In Diné, um, we usually say our clans, and um, that's kind of a way to tell our people who we are and where we come from, and because my trauma is related to to who I am and where I come from, I, I'm choosing to stay, to stay anonymous, so it's just very difficult to leave that piece out, and um, it brings a little bit of hurt and pain, um, just leaving that out. So, um, that in itself is bringing up a lot. (laughs) I think, um, you know, it's important for me to say that we are a matrilineal people. I currently live with my partner, we work, and I do a lot of healing on the territory of Lene-Lenape land and i think there's a lot of themes in this section i i wrote down a lot of notes on my way here but there's a lot of different layers of trauma i think uh one thing that i will say is uh, my trauma is very complex and uh, my trauma with my individual trauma i'm very aware of the generational trauma that comes with it but also the community and my family trauma and what it means to be indigenous coming from a reservation and born and raised on the Navajo reservation, living on Lene Lenape land. I've been here for five years and I love the city. Uh, I think it does uh, it has had its place in kind of breaking apart this shell that i've kind of put up for a long time i think about like being aware of colonization and this being in this recording studio and i think it you know listening to our stories is part of the decolonization process so i just want to thank people who are listening. So thank you for being in that process with me. I think colonization is a close relative to genocide based on my experience or how I'm processing my life. What other notes do I have? My trauma started when I was about six years old. I have multiple abusers most of them are people that I know and I was raised by a community of people and to many people even people that I have that I have yet to meet I am a mother a daughter a grandmother a sister or an ally an example of that is when my grandma calls She calls me grandma, and I love it. But this is a micro example of our clan system. It's a lot of responsibility, and when there's trauma added to the mix, there's no more no more balance. When I used to cope with my trauma, I used to tell myself it was one stranger, and it was scary because that's what I saw in the movies and that's how I could survive. But my trauma took a long time to unravel. It was a prolonged violence. I was manipulated for a long period of time and it was so, so harmful and I'm seeing that now. On a physical level, my complex PTSD shows up in many ways. I get startled very easily and My stress cortisones take a very long time to go back to its equilibrium. I dissociate, I get triggered, and I have emotional and physical flashbacks. But on a, just thinking about just where I am, I think, like added to that, thinking about our people or my people, but indigenous people around the world, like I think about what indigenous people are going through Um, even today like people who are going up to the mountain of Mauna Kea and trying to protect the their sacred places and thinking about colonization in that way like do we really need another telescope and why can't like scientists use the indigenous knowledge that's already there and combine that knowledge with what's the rich like knowledge of our ancestors to continue that that piece instead of putting like desecrating sacred land like I just it just hurts a lot like it hurts on a level of like I want to be there but I can't and just hurting for those people so I used to see my therapist here a few years ago when uh, the Dakota Pipeline was happening. I had the same feelings of like feeling so much guilt that I wasn't there. I wasn't protecting with them. I wasn't physically there, and she she kind of could empathize. She was a Native therapist, and we would telecommunicate um and that was the only kind of real way I could see a native therapist she was in new mexico and here i i was here in the city and it was kind of like a skype session and it was really good to be able to i was really privileged to be able to see a neighbor, native therapist that way but she would just tell me like even if you pray you would be with them like the protectors would need your prayers and you can be there with them that way and I think I hold that close to me especially when Mauna is happening now like every morning when I do my stairway prayer I'll lock my apartment door and go down the five flights and pray and think about them and it still stings that you know I can't be there and but uh, you know I I try to do my part I think that's like a big part of like decoding myself I think my partner is so full of love and patience and support and part of the process and he's indigenous too and being able to come to a place where we can be in New York City and kind of ingrain our lives together coming from being both away from home our indigenous homes and kind of being on Lenape land and doing great things and enjoying the resources that both of our communities don't have but seeing this resurgence of um, indigenous resilience in our communities um, I think we both feel this like want and need for home I think my struggle is feeling like this complication of like I have home is where my heart is but home is where my trauma is so every time I go home it's like this mixed bag of of emotions and I miss my family but also some people are so close to my family but also some people who i thought were my family were are also my abusers and it's just so complicated and also i've i've held all these secrets and protected so many people and in a way i still am and i don't know where that's at but i think for myself it's just like decoding Myself and chipping away at like what I can handle and what my body can handle and what my spirit can handle um, along the way. But I feel myself getting stronger and like thinking about what my sisters have gone through, what my mother has gone through, what my grandmother has gone through, what my great grandmother has gone through and knowing that I get the privilege to heal and taking all their pain and taking all their hurt and knowing that I can try to stop it now. Like, one of the things that I hear, I hold close to my heart now is when I was leaving this last time about in June, like just being home, my grandma, she like gave me a hug and she was like, I look up to you. And I just like, You know she's 80 years old and she says that to me and I was I still think about that and I I just think about all the unresolved trauma that she can't she, she can't um she doesn't have access to and all the trauma at home the poverty the drugs the alcohol that is so close to being on the reservation and I I just feel so like, such a big weight of responsibility still and I carry that around and it's so hard to just like, I just wish it was like a backpack I can just remove and I wish it was that easy, but it's in my bones and I think it will always be there. It's just about restoring that sense of and that sense of balance again. And however that means to me is what I'm working through. So I think there's a lot. There's a lot of work to be done. I mean, I think it's a coming from an indigenous place. I think there's a lot of work for a lot of people. And I think it's not just, you know, about me. I think it's a everyone issue. I think it's for me being at a even at my workplace, you know, thinking about disrupting racist comments. It's hurtful when people are like, oh, let's jump into this conference room for a powwow or low men on a totem pole. Those things hurt because they don't know the meaning behind those things. So really um, disrupting those um, stereotypes. And so it's a lot of work, but I think For me, coming to a place of people have stories and people, you know, everyone has a story and those lessons and those stories are what keeps us together. And I think it's just getting through this world with as few scars as possible, maybe. I don't know. I feel like I should say more profound things with my one minute I have left, but I don't know what else to say. (sighs) I think I'll just take a deep breath. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing.
0: Would you like to share any specific feelings that came up for you while sharing or any feelings you're
1: experiencing now? I think there's a lot more to be said. I wanted to do a shout out to a lot of, um, I think I wrote, like, there's a report that was just done on missing and murdered indigenous women um, recently. Missing and murdered indigenous women and girls. And then there's a wish Damp podcast on soundcloud all my relations podcasts and returning to the res okay so. and
0: those will be posted within this episode and we'll have time to
1: also go over anything else that you
0: feel like is coming up that you didn't have an opportunity to say but as far as any feelings that are coming up or any feelings that yeah is anything kind of sticking that you want to say or share.
1: I'm just really anxious, I think. Um, Yeah, definitely really anxious, like nervous. And I don't know if I overshared or undershared or maybe my sense of self-doubt is coming up. And I'm always hungry. So that's coming (laughs) up, too.
0: Okay. (laughs) And all of that, just noting all of that belongs, all of that. Is okay for this space Um, it's all allowed to be here just just acknowledging and giving that all permission to be here with us would you like any feedback from me and reminder it's optional and you can discontinue the feedback process at any time just put your hand up if you ever feel like this is too much or I'm uncomfortable yes okay what felt like most important to me was just hearing the weight of how much you're carrying and the complexity of not only the indigenous culture, but also the trauma piece and the complexity of being anonymous and not being able to share things that are so natural for you to want to share. And some of the things that I wrote down that I really loved that you said was, it's not me, it's an everyone issue and disrupting racism and stereotypes in um, comments at the workplace. I felt like that was really important that you're thinking of that, that you're talking about it. I could really feel the love for your community and culture and especially when you're talking about your therapist and how sincere and honest that felt of that altruism of thinking of people that aren't in front of us that are thinking of people from some faraway place and that you're holding those really close to your heart and hurting and having someone to talk with and like kind of sending your energy to them in a way all of that felt very powerful to witness and to be a part of and it just felt very like to say it again sincere and honest. Addressing the harmony and balance and when I researched the culture that when you sent me in advance That's something that I noticed was coming up and the identity of it was this harmony and balance component and I was just thinking how This is so uprooted with trauma and how again that conflict of how that has to feel and the weight of that um, when it's so like critical to the root of the culture just addressing that that pain and all of that is very confusing and has to be hurtful and all of that is valid. I like that you talked about the length of time and trauma unraveling and how it's manifesting in physical ways and you even used the word equilibrium and again coming back to the harmony and balance like you used the word equilibrium that felt important to me um I'm happy that you have a partner who, it sounds like, can relate to you in in some of these ways, that you're not taking this all on alone, Um, that you do have someone at home as support, and I know support is really important for survivors, Um, so I am happy that you, you have that. and lastly the comment that you thanked the audience for listening to our stories as part of the decolonization process that also felt powerful to me that you like took the time to acknowledge that this is important in thanking people for listening that's the feedback that I had feel free to offer how you're feeling any feelings that come up having heard the feedback or we can go into a conversation
1: slash interview <laughs> <laughs> um no I feel really good I, I appreciate the feedback I think just reminding me of the balance I think that's always important um that's always like one thing that I pray about in the morning like we always have like like when we repeat that four times but Like, we say, like, I say it, but it's easily forgotten because of just being and, like, living in the city. And there's so many messages that makes us forget who we are. Like, there's just this constant, like, oh, you can't, like, you can't be Dede. Like, you have to, like, wear this. You have to, like, I don't know. You have to wear slacks at work. You can't wear that. You can't wear your hair like that or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just this constant, like, you can't be that way because you have to try to fit in this way. Um, so thank you for saying all that. Um, yeah, so I, I, it, I feel much calmer. Thank you after the feedback. Good. Um, I think one thing also that came up while receiving the feedback is just all these thoughts of that made me remember remember just more of like the a lot of the systematic things that are in place and also you know when I run into people and they don't know we still exist (laughs) and I think that's like just reminding people like oh no actually we're still here (laughs) and I'm here or you know or we get like, or I get. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm. I have to remember to speak in I messages. But I still get questions of like, oh, do you guys live in a teepee? Or like, um, I'm like, no. Like, or were you? I don't know. It's just like, uh, I. I think one thing that has come up um, in pop culture is the word savage. That's very like triggering word for me because when I was younger like traveling to other reservations with my family that was a word that was used to me and my family and now it's like a pop culture reference and for me it's just like it stings a little so for me it's like hard to for me you know as a person going against this cultural reference and saying like hey that's not okay because it was a it's in the declaration of independence to reference like you know merciless savages you know yeah and it's just weird yeah
0: thank you for also kind of catching yourself when you said we and then you were like I Mm -hmm. and that's something so important and I think it's something that happens in support groups too where we start talking like there's so many relatable things with communities and with survivors and all this it's really easy to just say we all and it's not we it's not us it is like I always remind myself too and I I still make mistakes and catch myself but it is always an I thing so Mm -hmm. just thank you for like catching that it was it's nice to like see corrections in real time So we'll go into kind of an interview part of it and some of the things that I looked up that I found interesting were, um, and I'll post this online, trauma-informed care and indigenous healing practices. And And I read that most indigenous communities base their healing practices on the belief that connection with nature and community is vital to the overall health of an individual. Is this something that resonates with you? Or is this something that you want to speak on at all in some way? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) It was really beautiful actually reading about this. I felt like a lot of it resonated with my own personal, just natural based. Like I was reading like the plants and animals and medicine and how it all is like, it's a very beautiful culture. And Mm -hmm. I, I was like fascinated reading through it, but I would love your like firsthand. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert over (laughs) here,
1: but yeah. Um, yes, actually, like even now I'm carrying, can just grab it with me, this little pouch thing my partner got from Mexico for me. Like this little thing, I, it has corn pollen in there. This is so cool. Yeah. It has like, um, <laughs> okay. So what is the purpose of this? So it's mostly used for prayer. Okay, and then, like this pouch is only made like during certain ceremonies, okay, and only made during like specific songs, like you can only like uh sew it during certain songs sung, wow, during certain seasons, and then the in the inside it's like grounded ground uh it's not grounded, it's um corn pollen, but it's some. Um, if you think of a corn pit field, when the corn is ready, you gather the corn when the sun is, like, not up, but when it's, like, about to come up, but it's not dark. Got it. It's, like, dawn. In between. Wait. Yeah. Dawn. Yes, dawn. Right. And then you'll get, like, a um pan, and then the little... Po- it's pollen. Right? So yeah. you'll like dust it onto the pan and it'll um gather and then you can filter it like with all the like filter it to make it super fine so it's gathered that way so you use it to um so I'm running out so my uncle said to call him in a month so (laughs) you
0: said it's used for prayer and you're running out so when you're praying with it it's it's, I'm assuming it's going someplace. It doesn't stay in the pouch. Yeah. So you
1: put it on your tongue. Got it. There and it is. Okay. You put it like, There's your... a disconnection for me. Yeah. Okay. So you put it on your tongue, and then your the top of your head. Got it. And okay. then the you know the air, and then falls to. The, it's like the air, and then it falls to the ground. Understood. Okay. So like the wind. Um, so and then I have like a tobacco, and I have an arrowhead. Um, which was given to me by a medicine per- person and I made it as a necklace because I was like I'm I'm never going to use it but now I just carried it around. Yeah um, very cool. Yeah a question that I want to try out is um, is
0: there anything through with working with your trauma and your recovery and your process that has surprised you about yourself? <gasps> yes
1: Ooh, that's a good question. I think I didn't know how much I knew until I started this process of healing. I think for a long time, like, there's this... I reference Returning to the Res podcast, and there's this idea of, like, being encouraged to leave the Res for education. It's always, like, you know, education will take you a lot of places and but always come home and then help your people and for that is just like a lot you know um and I did that you know I I was always a A plus student and I went to summer camps and um and then I went to college and then I went home um I worked for the tribe and then I came to New York and then when I came to New York I think that's when I started you know ther- I, that's, I've that's i been to therapy when I was in college but but that was more of like I knew something was wrong but and I knew I had gone through trauma but I couldn't name it I was like more of like I, I maybe I was still in denial I was still like something is wrong like and it was still that coping like yeah still that coping mechanism of like oh one person did this to me and it was a stranger and then when I came to New York it was like okay I really need to be honest with myself and then that like opening Pandora's box of like it wasn't a stranger it was actually multiple abusers and abusers that I knew That really hurt me for a long time when I was young. And I think through that, this process, and it's been five years of, like, understanding who I am and also trying to think about, like, even medicine, like, think about all the, like, ceremonies that I've been through and, like, language and trying to get back to that. Like, I still feel, like, some guilt and shame of, like, language around language because one of the things that is taught is like language is so important it's one of the like if you don't know your language you might be like a billionaire but you're nobody without your language like that still to this day stings because I am like I can read write and understand the language but I can like barely speak and for me, it's like brings on a whole like another insecure level of insecurity and and then like tradition like but my family are all fluent speakers. They're all fluent and like um, they're all still on the reservation. And um, some of my family's are family members are very like traditional and they still um, practice different um, ceremonies and everything and we do like when I go home I try to do as much as I can but it's it's a hard balance but I find myself craving that now I find myself like craving that knowledge that indigenous knowledge and craving that time like I wish I was with my grandmother and I wish I was like I wish I knew that link that knowledge. So I think that's surprising, but I think that resurgence is there and I can see it. So maybe that's what I'm like surprised at the most of like that I'm seeing with myself, but I think it's still like a internal dialogue cuz sometimes that inner critic is more of like the the colonial voices of like you don't matter, you don't belong here, you you still don't exist and stuff, so it's it's a it's a struggle. But I think trying to cultivate my DNF voice is I'm trying to really cultivate that voice. Thank you for sharing. I'm
0: thinking of what feels natural next. If I wanted to ask you, kind of how you're separating. Maybe you can choose which question you want to go with. How you're separating like trauma, just with the indigenous moving, like coming here and everything that that means, and then the childhood trauma, and that in itself, without kind of, it feels really complex. If you feel like kind of talking about that more, or in the spirit of empowerment, I had a separate question of, and this is something I think a lot. About and you can take your time with, with thinking about it is um, things that feel or sharing like what feels most you. Because when I think about trauma, I think about these things that have kind of happened to, to me, um, something that it wasn't my fault. Like these things were just a product of the people around me and that's not who I am. And in the spirit of empowerment, maybe sharing things that would lighten the spirit of this conversation of what feels like most who you are what's most you um if you feel like sharing anything on and related to that
1: (laughs) oh that's a good question I think I'm still figuring that out I've really been into reading and figuring that out through books but that's a good one take your time Maybe it'll help to, like, zoom back. Oh, wait. What was the I first wrote, question? I wrote intrinsically you. Like,
0: I think about things I shared at um, Aska, recently. Like, when I lay in the grass and it's like fluffy clean grass specifically like that feels me or i shared like specific little really tiny yellow and white flowers like those feel like in my bones feel me okay like things that feel the first question do you want to go back to the first question are you on a path now
1: i'm on a path okay (laughs) okay when i'm in the water okay there we go loves the ocean and maybe because i'm from the desert i also love the desert Um, But now I'm in the ocean like I love the ocean like I love surfing and it's not as hard as it looks but I've always always like I've always thought I was uncoordinated in some ways I am (laughs) uncoordinated but surfing like it just like I see the I feel just like alive and like I don't know. I just feel very powerful and just very. And maybe it goes back to that nature. Like I just feel very like. I don't know. It's just so like. I don't know. It's just very spiritual to me. Like I just feel very. Um, I just feel all that power that uh, like in Hawaiian it's mana. That mana. And that power and that like, yeah, I think that feels the most me that, yeah, being Thanks. in the water. That's nice. <laughs>
0: um, how are we doing on time? We have a few more minutes or we can wrap up. I'll kind of leave it up to you. Is there anything that you, I have some more articles here, but I'll, I'll post them online do this all day <laughs> one of the ones i <laughs> that i hear that i printed what are indigenous healing practices and it says based on natural law and the medicine wheel interconnectedness with nature animals man and it goes into like love respect courage honesty wisdom humility and truth
1: and animals with all of them oh can i add something else to the last one yeah i have a horse I'll just say horses, riding horses, horses? (laughs) riding horses when I'm home. Home. Okay. Yeah.
0: I like that. That also feels very like therapeutic. Yes. Um, with the whole equestrian, I think that is a thing, equestrian therapy. Mm -hmm. Okay. As we wrap up before we go into, announcements. I just want to invite us to take, um, and this is something I want to start practicing throughout episodes is just taking a moment to pause and take a deep breath and kind of inviting the presenter and myself and an audience to just pause with us and take a deep breath together. As we wrap up, is there anything that you wanted to say that you had prepared to say, or anything coming up that you want to share before we close?
1: Mm. I think for me, one thing, you know, thinking about summer that has been in the forefront of my mind is just evaluating where I am in my relationships with people and what that means for me. And, and I never, and I haven't, I think, really done this before or been at this place where I've been very aware of myself in relation to other people. So I think with that said, I think I just want to send my gratitude to people who have gotten me to where I am today. And I just also want to thank our host for putting in all this work and all the people surrounding this podcast and making our voices heard and our energy out into this world because I think the bravest people that I know are people who have gone through such, you know, childhood trauma. And, you know, I I appreciate this space and this... um, yeah okay. and i i, I yeah it's so, a nice gratitude note yes thank so you thank you uh, yeah
0: <laughs> we'll go into really quickly there's not many announcements and then a quick closing statement first thing we're looking for presenters if you're interested in presenting uh, please write in email coming forward nyc at gmail.com second thing we're seeking testimonials presenter and listener testimonials so if you've spoken on the podcast or if you're a listener it doesn't have to be more than a paragraph these will go on the website you have the option to be anonymous um, bonus points if you post it on iTunes and Spotify on their reviews thank you to the person that mentioned that here I am just seeking a ton of testimonials but that's great if it you send it to me and you also uh, post it on on those sites three volunteers um we're looking for volunteers skill-based uh i want people to be working in areas that they feel most most passionate about and lastly we're seeking donations i got our cost down to 250 dollars to sustain the podcast for one year while i'm my first year in law school the link to that is paypal.me forward slash coming forward and lastly, um, the meetup will be removed when the website's up to save costs, but all of that, I know a lot of people get the information from the meetup, but all of that will be now on the a meetup and the website. So that will be a replacement for that. That is all for announcements. As always, subscribe, please rate, review, and share. And as a closing statement, please remember that you may be feeling very tender or vulnerable after listening to a podcast like this. So please be gentle in all your interactions, especially with yourself.